Red Motivators! Shit, yes. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 178 of the Bad Motivators. I am Eric Strathers, and with me, as always, is one of my excellent co-hosts, one Mr. Luke Cruiser. Hey there. And Dallas isn't here today. And I know what you're thinking. Nobody can be better than Dallas. Well, do I have a surprise (laughs) for you? I mean, you're right. Nobody can be. But this is a close first place. You'll know him from a couple of episodes of That's Metal, and also, he has his own podcast besides guesting on my metal podcast, Blue Harvest. They're in the upper 250-ish episode range now. They've been around, and you've probably heard them. Our buddy and your buddy, Hawes Burkhart. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Why do you have to hurt my soul like that? So, Hawes. Blue Harvest, man. I got to tell you. Yeah. Blue Harvest is one of the best Star Wars podcasts out there. It, I, I mean, I realize it might not be for everybody, but your brand of humor and banter between you and Will is top shelf, man. Top shelf. Oh, thanks, buddy. You know what I've always loved about your show is that is that Will is definitely knowledgeable of what's going on, but like you're on this different tier. So like you're oh, yeah. always like you're always bringing the knowledge to him, and he can mm-hmm. go, he can go, oh really? That's fucking awesome. And so like it's always it's always interesting because like he he also never knows about the bullshit that goes on Twitter either. You're always kind of filling him. You're like, oh buddy, they got a story oh. for you. <laughs> yeah. and buddy, there's some weeks where I, like before we start recording where I go, all right, man, hold on, uh, I'm gonna make this as quick as possible, but just so you know this happened this week or yeah. whatever yeah but it's a but but it's very entertaining and it's very endearing the way you guys uh you you have such love for each other and the way you're able to you know you you just you guys just fit so well together so that, that's what, that's what makes it so good it's it's not just you know there, there's a million shows that talk about the news and whatever else but it's just you two that's what makes the show well thank you and and also i do want to add so the blue harvest patreon is one of the best around as far Mm -hmm. as what you get for your contribution the amount of bonus shows you guys put out we we when we decided to do a patreon for the bad motivators the blue harvest patreon was like our model okay Mm -hmm. this is the value that we need to get now obviously none of our shows are as good as yours (laughs) but (laughs) but, i don't know about all that well you're right that you were on a couple episodes of that's metal oh come on guys (laughs) Oh, come on, buddy. Self-deprecation. Making me is, awkward here, man. Brand. Like, come on. <laughs> but uh, Like, all right, thanks. I, I, I really like that you guys like the show. That's awesome. I really appreciate it. Glad you like the Patreon. Uh, you're making me a little awkward uh, here. Let's keep poking that awkward button. We'll stop we'll talking about say nice it. about Hawes. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Because okay. every, everything horrible else is... horrible human being. Yeah, everything else is just a downhill slide from here. So... Uh, you know, there's not a ton of Star Wars stuff going on, but we did get kind of an out-of-nowhere announcement today that's been being rumored in the background by some friends of ours. But before we jump in to all that, let's just go ahead and knock this segment out, and that's... Yeah. Yeah. Who got what? And the guest always gets to go first. Hawes, do you have any what that you want to be the who? 
Um, so as I'm sure it is uh, with a lot of people, my Star Wars spending is down real low right now mm-hmm. because that that whole collectible, the easiest collectible to get right now, coronavirus. <laughs> um, but I did. Uh, I mean, I I've got I've had some pre some outstanding pre orders that have uh, started rolling in. So I get a little Star Wars care packages every now and then. I got uh, the new vintage collection Slave One a couple weeks ago. Oh, oh that's That killer. is awesome. Um, I got the Boba Fett Black Series helmet that I had pre-ordered forever. That finally <laughs> came in. You know what I like? I like um, Dorkside Toys. When you pre-order something... Like, they just go ahead and take the payment. So yeah. it's not like you're just waiting a year and you're like, oh, I got a $120 charge for a Black Series helmet. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, dude, that's my preference, too. Just take it yeah. now. I'm ordering it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, and at least with Dork's side, you know you're going to be waiting at least a year to get that thing that you pre-ordered. So that's always <laughs> good, too. How well, dare you? I, <laughs> I got to say, with with both the Vintage Collection Boba Fett and the the helmet, I got those pretty quickly. The helmet started frustrating me a little bit because I was seeing uh, people all over social media find them in the wild. Mm. So I was like, oh, man, like, I want that thing now. But it, it came through. Now, the the Slave 1 came in real quickly, I feel like. Um, but yeah, Dorkside can be a little hit or miss with pre-order sometimes, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and they also not super friendly when you email them about a pre-order, I might add. <laughs> oh, really? But like, what the hell do you want? <laughs> yeah. So that slave one now that because one thing I always wish the old slave ones would do would be to like stand up the way it flies. Uh-huh. Now that one, it, it does it come with a stand that holds it up? Yeah, it comes with an acrylic stand. I actually, while I was sitting here waiting uh, to get rolling, I posted a picture of it on Twitter. Um, Yeah, it comes with like a a clear acrylic stand that holds it up. And that's one of my favorite parts. That's That's awesome, man. Because that's one thing I always wished that it had going on. Because honestly, it's the most awkward thing with like when you see it on screen, it's like especially in Attack of the Clones, and you see poor little Boba in there trying to look up over the top of the thing <laughs> because the way it's laid out. It's like so <laughs> random, man. Uh, well, that's cool, dude. Now, do you have a whole bunch of the uh, like the vintage collection stuff? Um, Here and there. I mean, obviously, Slave One was a priority because I didn't get it when it was first released. Um, and I think this has a few changes to that original release. I'm not exactly sure all the changes. Um, I, I typically try to collect the figures and then the vehicles I'll normally hold off till they go on sale. Cause they always go on sale. Dude. I'm just looking at that, at that vintage series, Boba Fett you got on Twitter and it looks awesome. The, the, I'm sorry, the, uh, the uh, slave one, it looks great. Yeah, it's huge. And then, um, like, the week after I got it, uh, my buddy Sean Hoffman sent me a little Bandai model of the Slave One that he like painted and weathered himself, and damn, it's cool. Yeah, it looks nice too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that, that helmet is quite cool too. I have to agree, especially for a Black Series helmet. It looks really good. Um, does it fit on your head? I've been hearing people saying that that it actually fits pretty well for most head sizes. Well, I got a big old Funko Pop noggin, so mm-hmm. I was a little worried about that. But thankfully, it does fit. I actually, it comes with like, 
don't know how you describe it, like the contraption that's inside of a hard hat mm-hmm. that like you put your head in. It's got one of those inside of it. And I had to take that out to get my big old head in it. <laughs> but once there. I took that out, uh, yeah, it fits great. I was really happy about that. That's cool. Yeah, the uh, my Stormtrooper helmet, I had to take, there's nothing in between the top of the helmet and my head. I, I had to, I mean, that's like my my trooping around Stormtrooper helmet. It is sitting smashed down on my head with the most minimal amount of padding possible in there. So make sure you knock on your head when you see what you're saying? Correct, yeah. <laughs> so, so, Cruiser, did you get anything this week? Um, I got a notification from Walmart that my, uh, what is it? The retro line Boba Fett had been canceled. My, my order. Oh, uh, oh that geez, was that, dude. That was the only one out of the retro collection that I wanted was that one. It's the only one. And, you know, like mainly because ma- mainly because we talk about it a lot. I really hate that damn sticker on the on the packaging the big retro this is not old this is new with yeah. news, you know whatever like we get it all right you could just brand the freaking foot and we would know but uh but yeah they canceled it because like it was they're they telling me like months ago like hey this is gonna be delayed so you can go and get your money back now I'm like no 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 i played this game before i'll wait <laughs> and uh no they finally canceled it so i was sad about that um and i got a notification for something else from entertainment earth like a a week and a half ago that something that i got had shipped uh but i have not received that either and i emailed them about it and they have not responded so i got nothing sweet man Mm. well well sir yeah i've given up on walmart for any pre-order stuff it's just it has not worked out the same kind of thing happens. People are picking it up in the wild, and I've got nothing. And then they're like, "Sorry, we're not we're not going to be able to fulfill this order." Um, what I did get though was a something I had pre ordered, and looking back, it was one of the dumbest things I've ever spent money on. But I have it, so that's all that matters. And that is the 40th anniversary Black Series Han Solo in Carbonite. Oh, nice! How's that, how's that look? Um, like Han Solo in Carbonite. Like oh, it, really? It looks good, but I'm yeah. looking at it thinking there is no reason that this should have cost as much as a normal Black Series figure with articulation and paint and everything. It's like was it twenty or twenty five? I don't remember, man. I got it from Hasbro Pulse, so whatever it was, it was no, oh, so seventy three dollars. Yes, gotcha. yes, <laughs> and six months after it came out. So I'm looking at it. It came, and I'm looking at it in the box, going, you know. This probably wasn't one of my smarter purchases, but I ordered it during a time where I didn't know I was not going to have any money. So, you know. So vindicated, right? Yeah, but I have it. And there you go. It's sitting over there in a pile with the rest of my 40th anniversary (laughs) Empire Strikes Back figures that I've done nothing with. So, awesome. Good times. I'm glad... I'm glad I didn't go balls to the wall with all the the 40th anniversary figures because I got just... It's just in, just enough space for the ones that I have. So because it's, I, I didn't want to go all the way to it. But Halls, I wanted to ask you something because you're very into obviously the hot toys and you get all the the the, the news and whatnot. I ordered the uh, solo mall figure like when it first came out, the pre order for it. Mm-hmm. Have you heard any kind of update on that kind of stuff? Because that's been that's been like you know year plus since yeah, they announced it. I mean. Because of 
the coronavirus collectibles market right now. Uh, I think a lot of that stuff's going to end up getting pushed by a few months. Do you know what the original shipping estimate? Because they give you like a three month spread, right? Where they'll be like, this will release between October and December. I think it was supposed to be later this year, but I just I, I just assumed there would be some kind of mention of it, or 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 is there not? Is it just like I order this and a year and a half later it shows up? Well, you you I mean you'll definitely get a shipping notice from them. Mm-hmm. Actually, what'll happen first is they'll send you a notice that'll be like, "Hey, your figure is on the boat from mm-hmm. China, and we mm-hmm. should have it in a couple of weeks, and it should ship in a couple of weeks." Um, yeah. Now, I will say, from my experience, uh, I haven't ordered a lot of hot toys, like, seriously in advance. Um, But typically what happens is if it's a three-month spread of when it's... I'm actually trying to find it on their webpage right now to see what they're saying on there about it. But it typically, if it's, you know, uh, between a certain time... It'll be the, towards the end of that. So it yeah. says arriving between October 2020 and December 2020 on there. Mm-hmm. That means you're going to see it more than likely towards December. Or, I have, or, or early 2021 at this point. Even possible. Yeah. Um, th- I have not pre-ordered one that came out earlier rather than later, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, because I, because you know, I, I was trying like when I, when I, when I pre-ordered it, I was, it was during a time there where I could afford to just like buy it all right then and there and be done with it, but like they don't let you do it. <laughs> like I was yeah. trying, I was trying to buy, I mean, they buy it right now. They're like, no, 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 you pay this twenty three dollars or whatever it was right now. Yeah, the deposit. The yeah, but no, I'm, 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 I'm really excited to get that guy. That's a really good looking figure. But it's the yeah, only one um, I've ever gotten. I've never gotten any other Hot Toys before. The thing that sucks is we're not having Comic-Con this year, and Hot Toys and Sideshow always did a really nice display. So that probably mm-hmm. would you would have been when you got to see sort of an updated look at it. Yeah. Um, with that not happening, you know. What will happen is if uh, if you're on Instagram and you follow, like, the Star Wars Hot Toys hatch, hashtag, you'll start seeing it pop up on there. Mm. Uh, probably in September or early October because people will be getting it direct from the factory. I don't know how they do it, but like certain hardcore hot toys collectors have found ways to get them like two months early. It seems. Huh. Um, are they in China? Yeah. Well, no, but I, I, they come direct. They get them directly from China. Hmm. I, I no, I I meant like I meant the people who are getting them early. Like I wonder if they are in China. But no. I think they have a connection that's getting them early. I see uh, the old connection game. I was yeah. wondering if they were set up as vendors, and uh, that could uh, be because, like, I know a lot of guys, like in the audio world, who will basically get contractor pricing on stuff, but they only buy the stuff they use themselves. They're not actually doing any installs or running a business but or maybe they're just lucky uh you know Hawes, i remember telling you about this too and there it is still i have a luke skywalker on crate hot toys and i have not opened it i've had it for (laughs) months and it's sitting on a shelf still in the box never even cracked it open and boy that's a shame to spend all that money on that thing that is bananas to me yeah 
Wait, like, you're, not, you're not even open the box to look inside the, the plastic or anything? You just it's sitting nope, in the box? It's just sitting there. Well, because here's the thing. Like, if you could see this room I'm in, it's, it's, <laughs> there's just nowhere safe to put it right now. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's like 40 guitars, yes. a million Black Series. Yes. And a, it looks a like frame. you're a ta- running, a table running Bob with- Rock's studio. <laughs> yeah. A table covered with lightsaber parts. and So, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It looks like Babu Frick's workshop. <laughs> <laughs> He's making droids, making lightsabers. Podcasts go, go black. Yeah. <laughs> Podcasts go black. Yeah. Um, so... Let's talk about the big fat news we got today, all right? And our friends at Kessel Run Transmissions, Corey Van Dyke and Noah Outlaw, have been hyping this thing for quite a while. And people on Reddit were, you know, calling them liars and everything. But here it is. Here it is. A post-Clone Wars spinoff i guess it's the best way to call it and it's about the bad batch now me personally if i was going to make a list of things i was hoping to see in star wars that they wouldn't have made the list i was going to say the top 10 but they that's not what i would have picked but i'll watch it and i'm sure it'll be neat but what do you guys think about this thing Hans? what about you man where are you at with this um the clone stuff from the clone wars was never my favorite like, I know that's heresy to our buddy Corey, but, like, <laughs> it just never was the highlight of that series to me. Um, and between this and the other series that the guys at Kessel Run Transmissions were talking about, this was the one I was least excited for. Um, but it's new Star Wars. I'll definitely check it out. I'm sure I'll be more excited the closer it gets, but this announcement didn't necessarily, like send me over the moon like i was like oh cool cool i was more happy to see that their report panned out than the announcement itself i was <laughs> kind of hoping yeah. we would get the rebels follow-up before this um so uh but they're saying that's still on so i guess it's just a matter of time before we hear something about that yeah hopefully right that'd be cool um i think the thing that i think the thing that gets me i guess kind of excited for this besides the fact that i know my little boy's gonna love it is because he loves the bad batch um is that it's post the clone wars yes you know that's that's the intriguing part to me like what does that Mm -hmm. mean exactly what does that look like for a clone or a a battalion of weirdo clones you know what i mean yeah i think that's the the coolest part of the announcement like i was kind of worried that they were going to Um, you know, when they initially talked about it, have it set during the Clone Wars and it was Mm -hmm. sort of be backstory to that arc we saw. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm glad to see that it's not that. And I do think that the possibility of seeing what those guys get up to post Clone Wars is interesting. And I'm hoping having a whole mini series or series, whatever it turns out to be devoted to these characters helps me connect with them a little more because I didn't really get that out of that arc. Like I thought it was cool. And I was like, Oh, these guys are cool. But I wasn't like, Oh man, I can't wait to see what the Rambo clone does next. (laughs) He's got some stuff to smell. That's for sure. Yeah. (laughs) You you know, guys, I, uh, I just want to say, dude, I, I agree a hundred percent. Haas, the, 
the characters again like neat is my go-to word but once the arc was done i was like all right that'll do uh i am glad that it's happening afterwards and because obviously that'll mean post revenge of the sith because the clone wars ended up taking us all the way through it mm-hmm. but i wonder are they are they did they turn i guess is what i'm looking for are they part of the galactic empire now or are they rogue operatives um so the announcement said that they're mercenaries Mm. so to me that makes it sound like they figured some way around the order six order 66 programming and i was kind of thinking about it today and i wonder if all that crazy shit the techno union did to echo Mm. uh messed with that chip in his head and maybe he's the because, like, you know, you had um, Ahsoka and Rex, and, like, Ahsoka is the one that sort of helped pull Rex out of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if he's going to be that for the rest of the Bad Batch. That's a good, that, that's a, probably a good guess right there. I mean, he's the, he's definitely the one who would know. Uh, I, but, I mean, weren't they, were they technically mercenaries in the Clone Wars? You know, yeah. I, I'm. I guess. I mean, because they were they were considered part of the Republic, though, right? They were. Mm-hmm. So, because like now, I'm picturing them being like you know putting ads in the back of the Soldier of Fortune magazine, however yeah. the A team was doing it, and uh, getting jobs like that. I, I suppose. But what if they're just like these these like crazy dudes like this lust of killing Jedi? <laughs> they can't quench oh it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That'd be a I don't dark think ass kid show. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're in, in store for anything that dark. <laughs> but I do kind of because there is I do think there's a story to tell between Rebels and Clone Wars dealing with those characters because clearly, you know, that group of of clones that we meet in rebels are still around but none of those are the bad batch guys um yeah so i wonder like how those two things sort of resolve themselves i don't know but they make they, they make one hell of a group of bounty hunters for sure i mean it kind of sounds like what they're doing almost yeah well and Corey mentioned that um uh, rex was going to be in this show too so i, I wonder what you know, and that could also be, I mean, I would say, I guess maybe that could be how they got the chip out of their head. Maybe Rex gets it out of their head. Um, but, yeah. you know, it, it, it would be interesting to explore these characters if they did participate in Order 66 and then get fixed up, like get the chip taken out or something. So you have them dealing with like the guilt the and yeah, and trying to to deal with the fact that they couldn't necessarily control it, but they were still, you know, part of this horrible event. Like I could see some cool opportunities for storytelling in that way, but I don't, I don't really know what way they're going to go. You, well, you Strothers, any, any, any concluding thoughts on this? Not really, man. I mean, I hope it's, I hope it's good and I'm sure it will be. I don't, I don't think there's a need to worry there, but uh, it's just not what I was expecting. And so to have it announced and like, I didn't even see the announcement. I just saw people reacting to it. And I'm a little surprised that they're, you know, coming out with a show that's a hundred percent dude centric, if you will. But, mm-hmm. uh, regardless, but it, might not, but it might not, it might not be. That's you know? true. 
that yeah, is Yeah, I'm hoping that once we learn more about it, like there will be more characters that mix it up and, and make it not just a fucking sausage gumbo of a show, but like, <laughs> we'll see. You know, I hope they they do something with that. Because right now we don't, besides the obvious that the Bad Batch, we don't know who else is going to be involved. So, you know, I'm I'm hoping that there are opportunities to add new characters and not just focus necessarily on that group of clones and other characters we know already. Speaking of that, do you think that they would dip into the Ahsoka well again with this show? I wouldn't be surprised if she makes some sort. She's such a popular character. Mm-hmm. Like, and they know this, you know, there's, there's a reason that she could possibly show up in the Mandalorian is because she's a popular character. There's a reason the clone wars came back and finished with her big siege of Mandalore arc. Like, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if she makes an appearance, especially if Rex is involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once again, that could be another reason of how they got to get the chips out of their head. Maybe just like one episode. That's why they're there to get the help them. They, you know, they, they come across them somehow or something, you know, the tiny, yeah. the, the, the uh, tiny universe that is star Wars is bound to happen. So I, I, I wonder, but yeah, it's, it, like like everybody like you've all said it's it's not what I would have picked but if they're if they unless they were going to complete, completely outside and and choose like maybe uh, a series following the exploits of Cad Bane or something like that like out of the out of the if they're if they're going directly from the last season you get the Bad Batch you got the sisters and then you got the events of Revenge of the Sith which obviously you can't really spin off of that so. I don't know. The it, it what were the Eric what were the, the 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 sisters last name again I always forget. Martez. Martez. Yeah. I don't Dol- I mean Dol- do you th- Yeah. <laughs> oh Raj. Um do you do you think that a series with those two could have been a, a good way to go with this or do you think the bad batch overall would be more entertaining? Um it's hard to say. I think the Bad Batch has a broader appeal and it's immediately going to get your like Clone Wars uh like feverish people on board cuz it's more stories about the clones. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the clones aren't my thing, but there's no denying that there's a huge section of fandom that's way into the clones and their stories and their different personalities and stuff. So I think that show offers a broader appeal while also being a little more focused on just this one set instead of like an anthology series like clone wars was. Mm -hmm. So I don't really know if the other, I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of that second arc, so I'm not exactly sure how, into the idea would have been of them getting their own spinoff, but I would have given it a shot. Exactly. Yeah. I think that the, the bad batch, you've just got more, they can get into more shenanigans because Mm -hmm. it would make, you'd have to really generate a lot of story drama to get the, the Martez sisters into like, you know, the big, big stuff. But with the bad batch, they're just naturally, you're going to expect them to be knee deep and, and, chaos i guess for lack of a better word but um well and also without without ahsoka they don't really have a uh a center they like because ahsoka really 
push them in the right direction when in, in those in that arc. So I don't know what they would be doing as far as like the, the main fight, unless we're just talking about the like you said, like the the uh, side gig of, of, the, of the Martez session. But I was just curious what you guys thought about that. Um, yeah, and but. I'm a little surprised to see that Dave Filoni is only acting as an executive producer on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe Brad Rao, I think that's how you say uh, his name, is the supervising director. And uh, Jennifer Corbett is the head writer. Mm-hmm. Um so it does seem like Lucasfilm animation ever since like resistance is sort of like sectioning off into their own little groups that are working on individual projects. And you got to think that Filoni is going to be more directly involved in something coming up or, you know, down the line. And if I had to guess, it'll be the follow up to rebels will be the one he's shepherding a little more hands on or, yeah maybe they're they're getting ready to give that dude his own Disney Plus series, you know, uh, like a live action type mm-hmm. deal. Uh, but it, it is interesting that he doesn't seem to be as directly involved, you know, like I said, with Resistance and with this one. So I wonder what that dude's cooking up. Yeah, I thought the same thing, that he must be knee deep in something else. And uh, I mean, I'm glad he's connected to this. And I think you're, you know, he's going to be a name that you're going to see connected to any animated project that comes out. But, yeah, I think that there's something bigger going on. Can you see we heard rumors of a potential Ahsoka live-action series past her appearance in The Mandalorian? I mean, we'll see. But if anybody was going to helm that, I would expect it to be Filoni just because he loves that character. He created her, and for good reason, he, he loves it. And I... I think it'd be cool to have him see it through, but who knows, man. I do I do want to see this Rebels follow-up more than I want to see the Bad Batch, and I hope, that, hope we get an announcement about that soon. I think my kids would be more into that than they would be the Bad Batch. Henry will like it, but Stella, she'll just be like, me. But the yeah. kids are really digging Clone Wars right now. I mean, I'm sorry, the rebels. Good lord, yeah. They're, we've been rewatching them, and she—they are really both into it. So that's cool to see. Hey, Hoss, let me ask you a question. As far as the um, the live action stuff we've got coming up, besides the Mandalorian, obviously that's what everybody's most looking forward to. But 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 between Cassian and, and the Kenobi series, do you have a just just based off of your feeling about those two characters? Do you have more of a, a, a of a desire to see one or the other? I mean, Obi Wan. You know, uh, I just like Ewan McGregor and his portrayal as Obi-Wan. So the fact that we're going to see him coming back to play that character again in some sort of limited miniseries is really excited, exciting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's the one out of the two. Now, I'm, I am excited about Cassian, but um, Obi-Wan definitely sort of uh, quite a bit more. Yeah, I'd I, I have to agree. And by the way, I tried to watch uh, uh, Doctor Sleep because it's on HBO <laughs> recently, and it starts off, and he looks like he looks just like he didn't, and like as Obi Wan when he first starts off in that movie, and but like uh, but haggard, and <laughs> and but and I like quickly had to turn it off because there was way too much child endangerment. And as and since, and since, since I become a parent, I, I can't I can't handle it anymore. I, I, I feel like a part of me is left. Like, like oh no, those children, <laughs> what are you doing to that kid? 
<laughs> yeah, we yeah. haven't checked that out yet. Um, it's on uh, mine and Jesse's list of stuff to watch. That's yeah, sort of recently on streaming. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I I didn't, I won't try to ruin anything. I don't really think. Oh, that's anything, not gonna. Uh, pff, no. no, I mean I read the book. I don't know how closely it follows the book, but I'm familiar with the story. Yeah, I mean it. It looked pretty good. Ewan was doing a great job per usual. I mean he rarely does a piss poor job at anything. But but yeah, you when you first see it, you're like, oh my god, Obi Wan Kenobi went on some benders. <laughs> so so it feels when you look at him. He's with the exact same length, beard, hair, and everything. So, but yeah, anyways. Yeah, you know, I just hope um, things, production of these things sort of, you know, because with animation, that's fairly safe comparative to a live action production. So I hope things just sort of uh, smooth on out and they're able to get started on the Cassian series um, and then, you know, get the Obi-Wan uh show going and season three of the mandalorian which would probably uh, I, based on the timeline of the other two seasons i think would probably start filming normally in like the end of august september area mm-hmm. and who knows how that's gonna go yeah if you right uh i i you know you wonder if because it's in the in the volume and they don't have to go to as many spaces if they can't make it safer because they have fewer people on set well, and whatnot. Yeah. I, and I think that is a good, uh, a good facet of that production to keep in mind. Cause I was reading an article today about that Batman movie that they had mm-hmm. to, you know, pause filming on because of, uh, all the lockdowns. And apparently they're gearing up to start that back up, but they've canceled all on location shooting and are building all new sets in studios to replace that. So, you know, with the volume, you don't really have to worry about that. So what we could end up seeing maybe in the Mandalorian season three is a lot more volume work. Um, And, you know, something I thought about too, because since they own that space and they've got, they own all this space around it if you'll start seeing like sequestered working where just it, basically to isolate you from your family and anybody else you're signing on to like a three-month ordeal where they house you and everything you come in and everybody works this thing and then you're you stay yeah, like it, constant testing and yeah and then you, you stay know. for two weeks afterwards because like uh, our friends in Australia, if you travel into the country, you're put into a hotel that's run by the government for yeah, two weeks. Yeah, people be fucking each other in that hotel I was reading. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, spread the virus. They fucking, were doing good. Yeah, they were like, oh, a hotel full of newcomers? Let's, let's drop nuts. Yes. <laughs> let's, let, let's get it wet. Yeah, yeah it was, no, I, uh, well, I, I think Australia is still... Like unless you are a native Australian, I think they're not letting you in. Like if you're like a like a like especially it's probably especially if you're an American right now. Like no no no, we're good. You stay you don't over there. To be here, <laughs> uh, man, but, we really don't. No, I, I'm sorry. I wanted to ask really quick. You, you, we're talking about we're talking about what what they can do in this current state of things. Do you think that maybe some more animated things got greenlit because? they had to do this like they had to like 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 dizzy's like man we need we need some cash flow what can you do for us 
It's very possible. Uh, I mean, it sounds to me, at least from what Corey and Noah are reporting, that that this and the Rebels follow-up were in production or in, you know, pre-production or whatever, well before all the lockdowns. So, you know, maybe that was just a stroke of luck for them where they already had two in the pipeline and that'll get them by for a little while. You know, they lucked out and finished all the shooting on Mandalorian season two. And, you know, they've already said that they don't foresee any delay in that. So unless there's some kind of, unless they really can't figure out how to get Cassian going, Mandalorian season three, and then from everything we've sort of heard, Obi-Wan wasn't going to be starting to film until next year anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, we might have landed in a weird space where start with Star Wars where this doesn't hugely affect things. I mean, there's no way around the fact that it's going to affect it in some way, but maybe we won't see massive delays as mm-hmm. far as the Star Wars side of things goes. Something that just occurred to me, uh, we're big fans of Parks and Rec, the show here on this podcast. And uh, Rob Lowe has a podcast called Literally, and he's just just getting it getting it going. But his first episode was with Chris Pratt, and they talked a lot about their time together on Parks and Rec. And they were talking about the reunion show that they had recently during the very beginnings of kind of the nationwide lockdown because of COVID-19. And... They were talking about how everybody agreed to do it within minutes, 10 minutes of like a group thread that went out. Everybody hit, nobody said, hang on, I got to check with my people first. It was like, yes, Mm. we'll do it. But they said it was, he, Chris Pratt said it was hard because they had to do it all themselves because obviously they were never together. They were just given a script. They're like, here's how to set up lighting. Here's how to film this. And they just read all their lines without playing off of anybody else. And then they put it all together, which is really cool. And I mean, I assume that's what they did, but like knowing that. But that's something where with animation, let's say, if you really had to do it, you could take your talented voice actors, because almost all of them have little home studios already anyway. And you could even use Skype to uh, just so they could interact with each other, but recording it on their end. And you could still produce top shelf animated stuff from a distance as long as, you know, everybody had access to gear. And uh, so, yeah, maybe that's something we could see in the future as people get grosser. We could do that. You know, depending on the studio, you know, for your typical animated production, how many voice actors are you going to have in a recording studio at once? Like, I know with Rebels, a lot of times they had the entire cast. But what is that, five people, six people? Like, there's definitely some spaces where you could have everybody spaced out and fairly safe. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just a, you know, there's thousands of man hours that go behind producing the actual animation but besides that animation animation production is a it's a much more smaller like a much smaller more efficient thing than live action because you don't have to worry about a lighting crew and catering and and so on and so forth so like you know i think i don't know it'll be interesting to see how the star wars stuff shakes out with all of this well, you know, talking about like what's 
I'm sorry. I was going to try to make the dumbest transition into this next thing <laughs> about how talking all about all this makes me feel a little blue. And and you know who else is blue? Grand Admiral Thrawn. Thank oh, you. Blue. Thank you very much. Yeah, I know. I stopped myself just as I was starting to head down that road. Uh we got an excerpt last week of the upcoming Thrawn Ascendancy trilogy launch, which is, what's the name of this thing? Uh, Chaos Rising. And we got this, this drop last Wednesday, and I forgot all about it and haven't read it. But have either of you guys read this? No. I started to, it, it's the prologue, I guess, of the book. Uh-huh. And, I started, and I started reading it, and then I, I was like... You know, and, and and you know, King Tom kind of hinted on it on the Sith list. You know, like, like usually he wants to read things and kind of you know sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. And he didn't with this one, and I and I started reading. And I realized I didn't really want to either. I don't know why. I I because I mean I like the Thrawn books we got. I thought they were a good time, but they weren't my favorite. Um, but I don't know. I feel like this is kind of treading into a new territory. And I, and I kind of actually want to be uh, surprised a little bit by it. So I, I, I've not read it. Are you into these Oz? I haven't read it either, but I haven't read the other three Thrawn books. So it would seem kind of goofy to read the expert excerpt from the fourth one when I haven't even gotten around to the other three. Yet. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, just if you're ever interested, those those three Thrawn books were they were pretty good. Uh, oh yeah, it's it's not that I have anything against them. It's just, guys, I didn't listen to podcast for like two and a half months during lockdown. So when I got back to work, I have a lot of catching up to do. <laughs> oh man, that's, that's been interesting, right? Like I feel like a lot of mm-hmm. people's listening has gone down because we're so used to being able to listen to them while we're working and mm-hmm. when are you know at work, and right. then you know you know you know you you travel around everywhere. Eric pretends to work at his church. You know, like there's all kinds of stuff. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm I just pretend kidding. to work for the church from home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I really like that church's uh, Xbox achievement score they've been racking up over the last right? couple of months. Dude, that church is killing it. That yeah, man. It's killing it. Um, but How you know, the same, you. it was the same, the same, <laughs> it was the same for me. Like I, my podcast listening went way down and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting how, how that, how that all shaped out. It, it we, we, how, how, how podcasts really just get us through the work day. <laughs> well, yeah. And it, it's weird. Like, cause the way my brain has to process them is I, I'm like, okay, so. I have this podcast I haven't listened to in a couple of months. I'm going to completely catch up on this particular podcast before I move on to the next one. And so I'm just going back and listening to episodes and hosts would be like, man, this uh, virus stuff is getting real crazy, huh? <laughs> you think we're going to lock down? Nah, I don't. Uh, no, nah, I don't think. And then like, you know, cut to three episodes later, people are like, well, I need a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that kind of reminds me of, you know, I mean, between the three of us, we we probably have about what, like 500 podcasts where we talk just about Star Wars. <laughs> and like, it's amazing over the years that we've been doing this. 
if you go back and listen to somewhat of some of our opinions about things, you know, like say like when we first started our shows, like they better not do this, that better not happen, and then and then and then it happens in a movie, like ah, you know, I kind of liked it, it wasn't that bad, <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, oh dude, I can't. Every now and then, I'll somebody will tweet me or email me or you know, Facebook message me about an old episode of Blue Harvest. And, you know, you're talking about something that's potentially five years old at this point. (laughs) So I'll be like, I I guess I should go back and listen to this. And, dude, it's rough. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I always say, I'm like, please start around like episode 50 or 75. Don't go back that far. (laughs) You know, we're at what, 178 now. So it's, it's, uh, you know. We hit our stride, I say, about 75. Start there. <laughs> yeah, it's But even t- then, like, opinions change, so. Well, that's just it, man. Podcasts are a unique snapshot of the time. Regardless of your subject matter, it's virtually impossible to not have that seep in. But, yeah, but yeah my podcast listening has plummeted because I'm at home with my kids so much more. And, like, at work, I could work doing the same work I'm doing now from from my house but I could listen to podcasts all the time and not have to worry about keeping an ear out to make sure my kids weren't murdering each other that <laughs> sort of thing and it, it's just it's just one of those things where I haven't been able to listen nearly as much to all the shows I dig and so it's been very hit and miss but my strategy for listening to them is the same as yours Haas it's like okay well here we go let's uh I'm gonna do some Star Wars spelt out all right. And, you know, listen to a handful of them in a row. And then, yeah, you get to see this whole arc of where the, it starts out all hopeful and then it ends up with them in a bunker eating the last can of sardines because they, <laughs> they didn't plan ahead well enough. And uh, it's something I need yeah. to get back into. And that's why, like, that's one of my things with audiobooks when we talk about those. And, uh, you know, guys, I know I like to give audiobook listeners a lot of grief. It's all it's all in good fun, okay? I I <laughs> I do. Th- I think they're neat. That's just not my thing. But uh, I use my eyes to read these yeah, books. <laughs> but uh, you settle down. But I don't. If I'm gonna listen, I've got all these podcasts I want to listen to. So what I get from reading is fulfilling a different thing, you know. But because mm-hmm. uh, then when I fall asleep. With when my book hits me in the face, I will know it's self-regulating kind of thing. But oh shit! Well, <laughs> now that you have a big stack of oh lord, I got it. Uh, now that you have a big stack of Xbox games to get through, I bet you you'd be changing the tune on that audiobook thing because that's exactly why I got in audiobooks because I was like, well, I got two or three hours on a Saturday evening to play a video game or to read two or three hours of a potentially disappointing Star Wars book. <laughs> oh, man, I'll listen to that at work later. <laughs> you, yeah. you do make a fine argument, man. <laughs> well, speaking of video games, Hawes, you are quite knowledgeable about the subject. And uh, you had a recent episode of Harvest Kasi, which kudos to the name of that, that Patreon That's show. all King Tom. Yeah. I I wish I came up with that, but that's all King Tom. Dude, King Tom is just one of the greats, man. The all-time greats. Uh, but he's, you guys... He's, he's not only a giver, but a contributor. You just, yeah. you, just he, you know, he, he supports you, 
but he'll also be on your show. He's, he does a show with us too, Seismic Charges. We're talking about comic books, and he's just he's all over the place. That King Tom. Yeah, he's one of the good ones, man. But you guys talked at length about uh, Star Wars Squadrons, which is something that we are really looking forward to. And uh, man, you you guys had a lot of uh, you had some good takes on it. And well, I know you're pretty excited about the game. And uh, tell me a little bit about like what your thoughts or what you're looking forward to the most with this. Um. I'm just looking forward to the main thing I like about it is that we're getting a little bit of variety here. You know, since 2013, when EA picked up the exclusive rights to Star Wars video games, we've had three releases and two of those were Battlefront games, which I enjoy. I'm not taking anything against them, but there's so many different genres of games that I would like to see Star Wars explore and this being sort of a <clears throat> somewhat like, I guess you could say, a spiritual successor to the old X-Wing and TIE Fighter games really has me excited because I was a big fan of those games as a kid. And you also recently purchased a joystick, right? A flight stick, yes. Flight stick, yeah. Yeah, I'm <laughs> really excited. <laughs> yeah, I think that'll be what you need. Now, I got to ask, are you going to wear your Boba Fett helmet? While you play, I, I no because I will be wearing my VR headset, Eric Strothers. Oh, nice, dude! That's really cool. So good yeah, on you. Yeah, Jesse got me the Oculus Quest for Christmas last year, and uh, it, they did this really cool thing because that's the standalone headset that doesn't need to connect to a PC or anything. Uh huh. Well, they put out this service called Oculus Link where if you use a USB 3.0 cable, you can hook the headset up to a PC and then play all those VR games as well. Um, and plus, Eric, a Slave 1 isn't in uh, Squadron, so I would be Jeez. wearing an X-Wing helmet. Well, Fucking I didn't know if you had one. Eric Strathers. I don't, but I'm <laughs> maybe I'm looking into one just for that. You'll be seeing me stream looking like a fat Porkins on there. <laughs> Like, check it out, guys. I'm I'm in the X-Wing, and I look like it, too. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> look at my flight stick. That's going to be something else, man, to walk in. And, it, like, it would just, you would assume that, like, the cyborgs had finally taken over. When somebody walks in, and you've got your VR headset and headphones and a flight stick, and <laughs> you're... <laughs> they can't hear anything but you're just going crazy it's that oh my gosh what a what an entertaining thing that would be so how's how's the vr uh how's the vr experience man is it are you so i really enjoy it not just from a gaming side of things because to be honest we're still sort of in the earlier stages of VR gaming. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the experiences are very cool, but also very shallow. You know, eh, and part of it is because it's still not super comfortable to use a VR headset for an extended period of time. Mm -hmm. Like the built-in battery on the Quest lasts for like three or four hours, like on a, you know, like on a good day. So... And even that is a little bit long, um, depending on what you're messing around with. But that Vader Immortal VR game is fucking incredible. It's really good. Hearing that, hearing that is pretty cool. Um, 
And then, you know, there's just, there's a lot of cool things. Like there's a lot of uh, VR YouTube videos that you can check out where like you can sort of move around 360 degrees underwater or in space or um, like you're skydiving and things like that. Um, so, you know, there's, there's, is a lot of cool stuff there, but it's still sort of in its infancy as far as, uh, the experience goes. Do you get motion sick at all? I, so uh, there's been one time that I got motion sickness and it was with a game called raccoon lagoon. (laughs) Um, and it it went away fairly quickly, but it was one of those things that I sort of had to train myself with where, you know, play for a few minutes here until I started feeling sort of nauseous and then move on to something else. But it did eventually get to the point where it wasn't that bad. And I haven't had any motion sickness through VR in, a, in a quite a while now. You playing something called Raccoon Lagoon is the most on-brand thing I have ever <laughs> heard in my life. I was watching um, a review of that game on YouTube one day, and Jesse was home, and I think that might have... I was like, I I gotta play this. Do you <laughs> see this game? And I think that might have been like what gave her the idea for the VR headset. Well, she figured if, you, if she didn't do that, she was going to come home and find you just surrounded by raccoons in the oh, house. Living the dream. <laughs> just just feeding feed them out of your hand just loving life raccoons are I pretty wish. neat man i was t- we have uh the big rolling trash bins here uh that so like we've got one for recycling and one for the trash and <laughs> raccoons will get in there and one day i hear some noise i open it up and a, or i get i'm heading toward the trash can in the dark a raccoon jumps out and takes off oh, and scared yeah. the crap out of me right so I laughed because, you know, I'm finally like my heart settling down and I'm, you know, not like seeing a bright light and hearing dead relatives beckoning me. And uh, so I go ahead and lift up the lid to throw the trash in. And there's another raccoon comes leaping up out of there. And I was like, Hawes, where are you when I need you? <laughs> oh, dude, I'd have wrestled that joker to the ground and started petting him. <laughs> uh, I, I got to tell you, you know, as far as the VR thing goes, is the idea of that isolation sounds one really cool, but two also completely terrifying. I, well, yeah, I have been scared to the point of almost a heart attack a couple of times playing it because you are completely like, because so the, the quest has speakers in it, so you don't have to wear headphones, but it's obviously way more immersive if you do. So I put on nice, like, over-the-ear headphones, I get my headset strapped on, I get my special controllers going. And one time, Jesse, not trying to scare me, just came up and put her hand on my shoulder while I was playing a game. <laughs> Screamed. And then the other time, I was home by myself, and I was messing around with the VR, and my cat Walter jumped in my lap in the middle of it. I, I'm lucky to be alive to this day. <laughs> Well, you know, I've told this story on this show, but I have uh, Rogue One, the 3D Blu-ray, and I ripped it to a side-by-side video, which is meaning that it's a single video image, but the left half is the left eye and the right half is the right eye. And you do that so you can watch it in a VR headset. And I'm home by myself, watching Rogue One with the headset on, 
and uh, got my headphones on and I reach over to grab my drink, which is I know is on this table next to me. And I just turn a little bit wrong and the image flipped upside down because it was my, oh. my phone, the accelerometer flipped. Dude, I almost died. I was sitting on my couch and almost died right there from that because my brain was like, you're falling, bitch. You're falling. Oh, dude. So my first VR experience was with the PlayStation VR, which is really cool. But for me, having to play seated isn't the most accessible uh, the yeah. quest i would say like 90 percent of the quest titles have a seated mode that you can play um they really took that into effect so one afternoon on a saturday jesse's gone to work i'm messing around with the psvr and through my headphones i hear our dogs going bananas they're freaking out about something so i'll pull the headset off and this creepy neighbor that lives across the street a few houses down is looking in our front door laughing oh. at me playing VR. <laughs> no. And I no. was like, dude, what are you doing? Just looking through your front door like right at you? Mm-hmm. Oh, my oh, gosh. Just sitting there watching and laughing. It was so creepy. Have you slept since? Uh, we have had zero interaction with him since. I think he could tell I wasn't super happy. Dang, man. What, 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 by you saying, fuck you, you motherfucker? <laughs> no, I think it was me being like yelling at him through the door because the dogs are freaking out. Like, what do you want? Go away. God. God, that's horrible. Dude, that, that's, that's my nightmare. That's why I can't do it. Like, uh, speaking of video games, and I know you've been playing it too. I've been playing uh, uh, The Last of Us 2. Mm-hmm. And I actually busted out my my old uh, PlayStation uh, 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 Vita. Because, Vista? Vita? I can't remember what it's called. Vita. Um, which is a very underrated uh, handheld, by the way. They really didn't do anything with it. Uh, but it has a it has a a, a, rem- a remote play feature, so you can mm-hmm. basically use the wireless connectivity to play the game uh, on a handheld. And so, because I because I have kids, I can't just sit downstairs all day and play it. I every once in a while I'll pull it out so I can kind of play it while they're doing their thing and we're hanging out, whatever. And I just get freaked out just having my headphones in, playing the game, getting immersed in it. I just can't imagine what it's like to to put on these put on these goggles and then because because my family would fuck with me really bad and i just i just i, I would just have too many heart attacks and and, and as you know haws playing the last of us is heart attack inducing enough oh like, man there's <laughs> I, I, i'll do this as as spoiler free as possible but there's this area where you're going you're like you're at the top of this really messed up building that's been like bombed or something. Uh-huh. And you're having to try to find your way down to the bottom floor of this like seven story building. <sighs> and the walls are covered in like that fungus or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, you'll just be walking by like, Ooh, there's a drawer. I wonder if there's any <laughs> dumb bullshit in there. Let me look. And those infected guys will just burst out from the walls. And uh, I was playing that section on stream and a couple of people in the chat were uh, cracking up and trolling me a little bit because they could tell like how much I was getting jump scared by it. (laughs) And and it had been a while since I had played the first Last of Us. And I had just forgotten how terrifying it is to be in a room with a clicker 
Oh yeah, and, and they're being like, like Eric. I know, I know you never played the game, but they're but the the way these infected become infected is through this fungus, and there's several different versions of the these fungus infected creatures one of them is your basic runner which might as well just be just call them a zombie it's a regular zombie that you know you can sneak up on pretty easily most of the time but they can see you they can run and kill you but you there it, it takes a while for them to kill you but there's this other one that's you get you get in, in contact pretty quick called a clicker and they can't see but they have echolocation on the front of their head through this big fungus on this grown outside of their head and if they get a hold of you, you die instantly. Like there's just you're dead. But they but they make this That's creepy. And like you're like in like all you're like in the dark and all of a sudden you hear this like, oh no, oh no, there's one in here. And uh yeah, I'd I'd have forgotten how bad it is. But anyways, the whole game, you're just like anytime you go into a building, you're like, oh no. Here we go again. <laughs> Can yeah. my nerves handle this once more? <laughs> yeah, that's that's one thing I don't mess around with the VR headset as horror games because I I get too tense and like there's just, certainly like uh, first person horror games on consoles I can't play because mm-hmm. they just make me too anxious and so I I can't even imagine trying to do one of those in VR like I just know. It's going to be a waste of money because I'll start it up, and the first time something jumps out at me and scares me, like I'm done. I'm, I'm just be like, I'm not playing this anymore. Because well, you know, when you die in the Matrix, you die in real life. <laughs> it, it feels like that because there's a part in Vader Immortal Episode Two where you're running away from a Rancor, and like it's it's legitimately frightening. Oh God! Because like it's uh. It, you know, you're standing below it and it feels like it's two stories tall or whatever. And then you're running through like these different areas and its hand will come and try to grab you. And it's like chasing you for a good 15, 20 minutes, it feels oh. like. And it's it's pretty rough. <laughs> well, I got way into Now, mind you, this is was forever ago. But when it came out, it was like video cards were specifically rated for how many frames per second they could do of this particular game. And that was Doom 3 whenever Mm -hmm. it came out. Scary as hell. And uh, I would play that on like nightmare difficulty with all the lights off at my PC with headphones on. And dude, it would scare the crap out of you. Because that's the whole game is nothing but jump scares. And yeah, yeah, it's ugh. why did I well, do I that mean, to like, myself? Like, like, but like The Last of Us, you know, it feels I don't want to say possible, but it just, just the this, it did you have you ever seen The Walking Dead, Eric? No, so watching it. Well, like the best parts of The Walking Dead is basically dealing with the 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 character flaws of regular humans and and what happens to them as society breaks down and how you approach other people and how you treat people and like you know it's basically just like the epitome of like a high school clique like we got our clan you got your clan we'll kill you if you come near us you know that kind of thing but that that's that's kind of what happens yeah, with it's just the like last high school yeah and that's where it comes with the last of us too but like there's it there's for there, there are very few things that really give me feel in this way but the last of us because of how much it puts you on edge like when you like when I'm playing it and I go outside at night, like to like I have to like turn off my pool pump or whatever, which is like, which is which, which is like which, which is like outside my fence or whatever. I can't help but be like freaked out. 
like I just like I'm like oh god, dude. God, what am, and like, like, it's it's one of those oddly timed games because yes. you're playing it and it's about you know a killer virus. Granted, it's it's definitely way different than what we're going through now. But uh, leading into this one, I replayed the f- the first one. Uh, just to get a refresher and try out like the remastered version because I played it originally when it came out on the PlayStation 3 and just like, yeah, it's, it's, there's something a little extra unsettling mm-hmm. about playing that game during the current situation. Yeah. It just, it, it just, it is, it is hit you different, man. Like, it, like I said, it's just a constant on edge you feel. And then you, and then you get like, you get like, you get, you get like a moment of like, oh, things are good now, things are fine, and then mm-hmm. immediately not fine. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Have you beat it yet, Haas? I actually, yeah, I beat it Saturday morning. I just now got into the Abbey stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm in, I just got out of the like what felt like an IKEA setup store. <laughs> so 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 I'm I'm getting there, but yeah, it's good. It's a really good game. Yeah, I'd say you're probably about maybe a little over halfway now. Yeah, that that it kind of that's, that's kind of how it feels like you're feeling from one person's perspective to another person's perspective. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, anyway, sorry, Eric. We'll no, no, move it's on. no problem, man. Yeah, I was actually asking Hans about that very game, wondering if I should you know buy a PS4 just to play it. But realistically, I mean, it. I I I know I know that seems crazy, but it it's the Last of Us series is literally worth it. Like it's just. It's just, it's the, it's one of the best games you could ever play. I mean, there's the, the, you make a strong argument for like they're definitely system seller games, but it's also hard to deny some of the other PlayStation first party stuff that's mm-hmm. been really good this generation. My one hesitation about telling Eric to get a PlayStation 4 to play that game is the fact that the 5 is coming out and it's going to be at least backwards compatible with the four. So like, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. It's we're in sort of a weird in between period with consoles where both of them are getting upgrades this fall. Like he was asking me, what was this couple weeks ago, Eric, that you were like, there's this really good deal on a certain model of Xbox. Should I get one of those? And I was like, nah, I think you hold off for the series x if you really want to get a new xbox because it's coming out and uh you know it'll future proof you for a little while yeah and i think that's what i'm gonna do because i was considering getting another one x for my upstairs office so that then my kids and i could destroy each other (laughs) online but uh, i'm trying to imagine like what my wife would do Honestly, I think like getting a Series X when because I will get one. She's gonna be pissed because, dude, she is over it with the Xbox and the kids. Good lord, uh, those two will. I'm like, there's no crying aloud when it's <laughs> when you're playing the Xbox. Okay, knock this off. This is unacceptable. But uh, yeah, it's. I don't have the amount of time that I wish I had to play because I love. I love playing video games. And this is one of the things I used to talk about all the time when this would come up. It's like, dude, <laughs> I just can't afford to t- to tempt myself with something that can use up so much of my time. And now I find myself staying up until like three in the morning just because yep. I'm you know busy playing like Arkham Knight. That's been my jam lately. <laughs> 
And if you were to get a game like The Last of Us, where like you really can't play it in front of kids unless you're just you know don't care yeah. about your kids' well being. No, it like, is definitely it, not a uh, f- you know a family activity game. No, yeah. I mean yeah. things. I mean creatures are creatures are ripping out your throat. Like you're stabbing people in the face. You're setting. You're blowing people up. Like it's. It's it's not good, but I mean that's the kind of game you definitely play up till three or four in the morning just so you can actually play it. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like it's one of those. Things. Yeah, and and whenever Eric asks me for video game recommendations, I always try to throw in the caveat like maybe don't play this one around the kids. Yeah, yeah, it's really good, but you're gonna scar your children for life. Don't play this one. <laughs> but I always appreciate the advice. You have definitely always pointed me in the right direction. So. Uh, and and hopefully, man, we'll get a chance to play some squadrons together. Yeah, I think uh, I think we'll definitely be able to make that happen. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be cool that it's cross platform. That's one of the biggest selling points for me. Because like you know, my buddy Luke Metz and I lament the fact that we can't play Battlefront two together. Yeah, it's <sighs> it's well past the time for that to just be a standard feature in video games. And Sony were real dicks about holding out on it for the longest time so i'm glad that they're finally coming around on that because for multi-platform games meaning games that come out you know on both consoles and pc their consoles are so close to pc and their structure and their build now that it's ridiculous that there isn't more games that are cross-play right so i think that should become an industry standard for multi-platform games going forward well and i think the fact that the xbox and pc for god's sake those should have already been cross-play that's and they have been for a while yeah they were early on to that you know microsoft uh, you know which like you said makes sense but you know there was the longest time and it was it was funny because one day i guess Fortnite players on playstation just woke up and realized that they were playing with PC and Xbox players. And it turns out like somebody at PlayStation just accidentally flipped the switch. It was easy as that. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And didn't realize it. And then they turned it off and brought it back later. But like, you know, the idea that there's, it's some great technical hurdle to make this thing happen. It's just not the case. Yeah. isn't the same thing happen with Switch too, or is it just Switch players playing Fortnite together? Are they playing with everybody else? Uh, they're playing with everybody else now, at least. I can't really. I don't follow the Fortnite scene closely yeah, enough either. to remember, but there was this issue with you know they're releasing a lot of the classic Star Wars games on Switch and PlayStation, and uh, Xbox has quite a few of them available through their backwards compatibility system. But they put out uh, Jedi Academy on uh, Switch a couple months ago. And when people on the Switch were going online to play multiplayer, they were getting slaughtered. And it's because they had cross-play set up with, accidentally had cross-play set up with the PC crowd. And you're talking about players that have been playing that game for 20 plus years now. Just and then they get a, back to it yeah. and they have a ton of switch newbies jumping in who aren't playing with keyboard and mouse and they're just slaughtering them. So it's not always, 
you know, the most beneficial, but for new games that are yeah. built with console in mind, you know, it's definitely doable. Did you buy any any of those in any any of those new not 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 new but the the old release games on like the Switch like the the, the Star Wars games like the Racer or anything like that? So what I've been doing is limited run games is reissuing all those in physical media. They do these limited batches um, and they'll do like these really nice collector's editions that come with posters and a coin and a pin and, you know, all kinds of different like extras in the, the, the packaging. So what I've been doing is holding out and just pre-ordering those. So I'll have them for my star Wars video game collection. So I haven't, you know, jumped into buying any of them digitally yet because eventually I'll be getting, the disc uh in the mail so i'm just waiting for those to come in i do have bounty hunter on the ps4 Mm -hmm. uh that was one of the first ones they put up for order and it came in uh around the beginning of this year Uh, eric let me ask you one one quick question we'll move move on from this and and hodge you could chime in too but do you feel like as far as like the Unless it's like a, like a classic game like Mario or something like that, but even in that that that's that's pure nostalgia. Do you find yourself going back to the older games that often to like really play them, like you're playing a new game, or do you kind of like ah, this is so this is so clunky now? Uh, there are some things that I probably would go back to, uh, but it's. Like, for example, it's the engine of it is so similar that it's to what they're doing now that it's almost doesn't count. But like the early on Lego Star Wars games, Mm -hmm. they're almost exactly like the current ones, just slightly less, uh, I don't know, less fast paced. And it's like some of the options. Like when they came out with the Force Awakens, Lego Force Awakens, they had where like all those games are essentially the same. You've got these missions that are loosely based on the storyline of the movie that they support. And you collect all these little Lego studs and you have to like break bricks and then build things you need out of them. Well, in the force awakens, they had it to where you could, you would have to build multiple things out of the same pile of bricks, break them down, build this thing, accomplish this, knock it back down, build this other thing, do this and so on and so on. But the original, uh, the original saga ones uh, for PC, I would still go back and play those. But again, the mechanics are so close to the same now. Uh, but like, say, say, like, take classic Doom for example, like Doom One, Doom Two. Sometimes I'd play those just for fun, but it's the experience is so not as cool as it was at the time that I'm like, hey, I'm good. They're just, they're, it doesn't keep me glued to it. Like it did when it first came out. Right. Yeah. What about you, Hawes? Like you say, you, you like Bounty Hunter and stuff like that. Do you still feel that rush you get from it? Or is it kind of like, oh, this is cool. I played it when I was younger. Um. So there's definitely a element of nostalgia to it, but I'm of the mind that a good game is a good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, You know, there's definitely games that are, that were better in the context of the time they released. Um, I recently replayed the original dark forces and it's a good game, but 
that will probably be my last ever playthrough. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, for people that may not know, it was the thing about the history of Star Wars video games is they're very rarely innovations in Star Wars video game. It's more like they're influenced by another game. So, you know, Dark Forces was definitely their take on a Doom style first person shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, X-Wing had like Wing Commander and probably, I think, Privateer that came before those. Um, the Force Unleashed had the God of War games, like, you know, so on and so forth. <clears throat> so, you know, because of that, there's a lot of them that are still really good. Like, I I genuinely think Episode One Racer is will be and will always be a fun game. Now, Shadows of the Empire that came out on the Nintendo 64 and the PC back in the day. I loved it as a kid. It is rough to play now. Especially, um, with, that, especially with that 64 controller. <laughs> yes. Going back, and, he's like, oh man, that's rough. <laughs> and, um, you know, Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2, those are games I will replay probably till the day I die if I have, you know, the ability to play them easily you know, in some ex- easily accessible fashion, they're really good. I really enjoy the stories. And the cool thing about PC gaming and, and some of the older Star Wars PC games that have like a very uh, dedicated fan base is you will have people that mod them with updated mm. textures That's and, cool. you know, uh, upgrades here and there. So w- while you're never going to be playing a modded version of the Knights Old Republic that looks like a triple A title that would release today, you can kind of spice it up a little bit and and make it look a little nicer. So that helps as well. Yeah. On your playthrough of Dark Forces, did you see the Ewok sucks graffiti? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's gold, man. And it's funny, I actually stumbled across that b- completely by accident by doing the very thing that you have to do to see it but only because Man. I was stupid <laughs> to talk about, uh, you know, I always talk about how like coming up with character names is something I'm terrible at. Well, apparently that doesn't matter if you're making dark forces and you just decide to name your main character, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kyle from star Wars. <laughs> well, uh, you know, what's funny about, about Easter eggs, uh, really quick in the, in the last of us too, there's this, there's this uh, podcast I listen to called, uh, the last podcast on the left. I'm sure you've heard of it before. Follows. I'm not sure if you have or not, mm-hmm. but, but they always end their podcast with like this, like weird thing. They were, they were like, like, they're like, hail yourselves, like hail Satan, like this weird, this weird thing they do. It's mm-hmm. funny. And like somebody and, and the people last of us to put that on a bathroom wall right next to a toilet <laughs> it's like hail yourselves hail me it's this weird thing it's kind of cool when you find little nuggets like that the ewoks suck that's that's funny that's that's pretty cool <laughs> beating boba fett at the end was such a pain in the ass i've oh dude as it should a be. pain in the ass he was a pain in the ass of shadow of the empire too yes he was <laughs> i don't know if there was a better strategy but I can't remember. I guess I was running and just kept either dropping mines behind me or thermal detonators, maybe. I, dude, I just kept, because I kept trying to face him like head on. And, ugh, I remember I was never so close to like throwing my old clunky CRT <laughs> PC monitor through the through a window than that. And but, 
and absorbing all that powerful chemical toxins on the inside of those things. Yes. <laughs> Smash it. Worth it. Well, guys, yeah. here's the story, man. We know at this point the only reason people listen to this show is to hear the Rebels commentary. So... <laughs> What we're going to do here is we are going to watch uh, Season 1, Episode 9, Gathering Forces of Star Wars Rebels on Disney+. Plus. So give us a minute, and we're going to set this up. Bad motivators! Okay, guys, here is what's going to happen. Like I said, Season 1, Episode 9 of Star Wars Rebels, Gathering Forces on Disney+. Plus. What you're going to want to do is you're going to want to get it playing pause it and drag it back to the beginning and i'm gonna count us in and when i get to go we're all gonna go so wait until go don't go on three okay so here we go one two three go stars ghost green plasma i love it i love the the cold open man yeah, they always do a good job on this show with that, I think. Chopper, I'm rolling a starboard. Be ready to fire the There's a ghost just taking a million shots, doing fine. Oh, no, not Chopper. <laughs> oh, not Zeb's handsome face being burnt. <laughs> I don't think I've seen this episode since it originally aired. It's well, almost like watching it again for the first time. Kids. Yeah. What's well, weird, I've been watching it with my kids. like, And so I'm seeing... Uh, I'm seeing episodes that I saw recently. But I'm past it with the kids. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. What? what how, where is this guy coming from? And then I'm like, oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, we got the, the, uh, the uh, low bot... Greedo. Are my parents dead? It's it's just it's so. I I I'm trying to like this guy. I just can't. I know he's I know he's a, he's he's a, he's a brain dead dude. It's not his fault, but he just he swears on me. <laughs> See now you know how I feel recording this show with you. No, 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 no. That, oh. I totally understand. For for sure, I understand for sure. But you, you think that for uh, one for one seventy eight? That's your own fault by this point. Do you think that Rodian in his free time? Poses Star Wars Black Series like they're having sex with each other? <laughs> Easily. Absolutely. Easily. Whenever I told Hawes, I'm like, hey man, would you want to be on the show this week? Sebo's um, not going to be on. And, uh, <laughs> oh, God damn it. Why didn't you stop them? This is pretty so intense, man, to see Ezra flipping out about his parents. Well, he's he's clearly picking on a brain damaged bean. <laughs> it's not right. <laughs> no, they need to take him to Jedi sensitivity training. I'll never forgive you. I'll never, never forgive you, computer brain. Well, that's lucky, Ezra, because you're never going to see those motherfucker ever again. <laughs> <laughs> What a nice missile for a for a, for a location device. She took a whole lot of hardware for a for a tracker. What do you think about the amount of you know energy it would take to transmit positional data like that? You know, I'm talking like just the, the apparatus to get it to the ship. It's like a moon lander. 
Well, that hitting that ship's about as real as us being on the moon. Oh Lord! Don't <laughs> oh no! Now you know better than that. Discussion. Eric don't Pappas. don't bring don't bring into question that. <laughs> I yeah, of course I'm joking. The moon landing, we is for sure the real deal. Hang on. <laughs> on Spielberg soundstage. No, it's a, not 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 Spielberg. It's a Kubrick. Yeah, Kubrick. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Hera. This is Sibo. And did Sibo just signal hyperspace coordinates directly to my ship? And he peed on the Sibo acts, acts like me that time I took too many edibles in California. <laughs> I'm wide-eyed looking around. I don't know where you are. Oh, my Lord. Look at the palm trees. The light's just streaming by. Streamers. Ugh. I like that. that uh, the black droid. <laughs> black and orange. Oh, well, I thought you were going to say edibles. <laughs> I love those too. <laughs> yeah, but I, I what, what, what was what was that RQ something whatever his name was? Can't remember anymore. I, oh, I, I got the know. black series somewhere. I always enjoy all all, all the hyperspace in this show. They yeah, they use that it. a lot. I <clears throat> I like the uh, I and always did like the tiny little ship that it so, connects no. to the ghost. I think that's really cool. Ideas. Did you yeah, like it better cool. before that ship blew up and they got a new bigger one? What do you think we should do? Uh, I kind of uh, like the original. Yeah. I've, you know, Rebels isn't necessarily my favorite Star Wars thing. I've come to appreciate it more in hindsight, but a vintage collection ghost Man, I could be on board with that because they've never really done a, a nice version of that ship. Yeah, we had a big argument about uh, the size of the Falcon compared to the Ghost a couple episodes ago, and the Ghost turns out is much larger than the Falcon. Oh, really? Because I would have said it was smaller. Yeah. See, that's my thing too, man. Like just now, I'm watching it, and they're showing you can see the uh, the Phantom. Empire. sitting in there and it's like imagine the size of a person in that ship and now compare that to the rest of the ship I, I don't know I, I mean I get it we we but but like the total like total volumes like what like three times more than the Falcon something like that craziness yeah it's huge I think somebody got something wrong in a visual dictionary <laughs> call up Pablo set it straight buddy if you, wait, is I heard I heard heard a rumor he was back on uh, public Twitter. Did that, that go away, go away quickly? <laughs> no, he's still uh, there. Stop grumbling. Oh, so he's he's out of Twitter lockdown now. <laughs> well, let me say this. I know he finally let me start following him again. I was like one of the late the late holdouts, man. Oh well. Lottie da Eric Struthers. I guess know, you're right. right. <laughs> I just went and looked, and guess who still isn't allowed? <laughs> oh well. <laughs> then I guess I shouldn't be talking about it. You want to detach Somehow you managed well, to get off some list shit talking to me. You better let me know. <laughs> oh, I will. I will. That's the only reason I follow him, Hawes. It's like you I'm know how I'm just gonna start spamming him as his account with the picture of me and him at celebration in Orlando, and be like, "Hey, man." Remember the good times when you held a door for me and I didn't realize it was you at first and then I got really embarrassed? Dude, there was a guy at one of my gigs 
who, in the vaguest sense of the word, looked similar to Pablo Hidalgo. Hidalgo. And as a joke, I took a picture of the guy from far away. And it looked like he saw me taking his picture, but he didn't. It was just random happenstance. And posted it and then tagged Pablo and said, you know, I was really excited to see you at my gig. And then it turns out this guy doesn't know anything about Star Wars. And he was a pretty good sport about it. And then two weeks later, I wasn't following him anymore. <laughs> Pablo never forget. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So back to this Rebels episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course it matters. Ezra's still mad, per usual. I love that Sabine understands the like the magnitude of of him carrying this anger. Maybe that's for the best. How can you say that? Rodian's still high as fuck, for sure. Yeah, we know. Here we are, nine episodes in, and it's the tenth time we've heard it. I'd never have learned how to. Survive. I've been in this fight since I was seven years old. For fruit on the street, because I'm a. Were you two kissing? <laughs> no, Jeremy. Dad. Jimmy, were you masturbating? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Dad. By the way, Eric, I meant to mention earlier, there was a lady today that came to the store who had the exact same voice as the South Park Mickey Mouse, and I could not stop la- trying not to laugh. I'm like, she, she even had to laugh. She's like, oh, oh, I'm like, stop it. Stop it. Please stop, old lady. Just be safe. And as It was just fitting that I, I, thought I heard a lady that sounded just like that Mickey Mouse game when the Disney World opened this week. Like, here, here come into our, our lovely place. Crowd together. It's great. This stunt right here. Yeah. That'll be death, probably, right? Yeah. So, what's all this craziness going on oh, with this? This is place? really like when I was on Edibles. <laughs> yeah. That's like the definition of when the edible hits. Yeah. Like 30 minutes into watching Solo the first time, and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to remember any of this tomorrow. <laughs> you start seeing sounds. Okay. Huh. That was the easy part. Oh, was it? <laughs> Dude, I haven't my been brain high on the floor. in so long. <laughs> Poor Eric. He's just reminiscing. Oh man, it's yes, it's pretty great. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Different strokes for different folks, you know. Yeah, no. It's been a long time for me too, honestly. I was never great at it. Like, I'm too good at it. <laughs> I remember one of the one of the last all the fucking talents I got in the when the character creator. <laughs> was put together for me. I, I guess that's one I had a plus three in. <laughs> one of the last times that I got super high, man, I remember having to lay down. We were camping. I had to lay down and like grab onto the grass because I was going to shoot off into space. That's, you, had, you had, are you sure you, sure you didn't have a PCP in that one, uh, Eric? Well, there's, there's always a chance, man. Yeah. Into the jaws of uh, and that's also when out I, with Wayne Brady when I realized yeah. how uh, how nearsighted I didn't know you, 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 like, you like to get wet Eric <laughs> or how much like close up vision problems I had because this yeah. dude had this little tiny pipe and I kept trying to light it and everybody's laughing 
at me and I don't can't figure out why. Well, it turns out I'm holding the lighter on the end of my nose for a really long time and oh, nobody no. stops me. Here we go. Assholes. Well, that's just bad friends. Yeah, yeah it is. that's it is. not good friends at all. Well, the good Those news are kind is, of friends is that, that are like like write dicks on your face when you're sleeping. The good news is is that they're all dead now. That's cool. I'm just Whoa. kidding. They're just dead to Whoa. me. Whoa. <laughs> Got dark. Oh my god, the, the, dude. This is the, this is the same place Sabine and Yes. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, this is the uh into out of darkness or whatever this it was. This is the called. pitch dark world. Yes. Uh Haas, there was one time where um a guy that I used to play in a band with had passed away from cancer just a few weeks ago, a couple months ago, and I had just happened to mention it on Facebook and people started commenting on it that like oh sorry for your loss i took it down because it's like i didn't i because I, I even prefaced it i haven't seen this guy in 20 years it just what a good right. dude he was you know read about him well anyway one of my friends who i in a band with texted me and said hey man sorry to hear about that and i said yeah when somebody you play music with dies it's never the one you hope it is <laughs> <laughs> oh Pause. I, I, don't, I don't know if you know this, but Eric is a really dark individual. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I know Eric. It's just. Taz, <laughs> did you ever see Pitch Black, that, that that old Vin Diesel flick? Yeah. Give me strong vibes of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For everything. I like it that Ezra comes through and realizing that that forgiveness is for the forgiver. And not the person being forgiven. That really pays off, man. <laughs> it's a lesson he forgets and remembers over and over again. <laughs> oh, I wonder who this Fulcrum character is going to turn out to be. I don't know. I don't suppose Zeb and I could get to meet Fulcrum this time. Oh, is that this episode? Stay in the cockpit. Uh oh. Last time. Sebo's mind is, is clearer now, but it is difficult. He took a nap and had a had a snack, and a bottle of water, and he's feeling way better now. Oh yeah, head's clearing up a little bit. Mm-hmm. No longer seeing tracers. That second wave hasn't hit yet. Mm-mm, mm-mm. It's coming though. But like right now, he's he's got a decent body buzz. And he's gonna wake up in the middle of the night with sleep paralysis, and mm-hmm. Danny DeVito's gonna be standing in the corner watching him while he sleeps. He's just screaming in his mind. <laughs> Man, that went sideways fast. <laughs> That's edibles, bro. <laughs> Ooh. It's either really good or really bad. Not not much in between sometimes. <laughs> when I went to Colorado, I had to, when it was legalized, I had to definitely go get it. And I got this peanut butter bar, and I and, I, and like I actually went with my family, and we were staying in a hotel room, and they were all asleep. But I started to, to do like two or three bites of it, three two or three pieces, and I thought that I was uh, uh, blasting off in the outer space. It was quite magical. <laughs> I was sitting, just laying in the bed, ground control the major time. Oh no. I still think it's neat that they went with the original Macquarie design for the Rebel Stormtroopers. I really I, like that. I tend to agree. I like I like a lot of them. A lot of the Macquarie designs they did. 
Yeah, I mean, they definitely sometimes lean into it too hard, but <clears throat> using that in like a more stylized animated show is a really good call, I think. I just think it's it's neat to see them pull from that for that design. I think the best use is the is the original Mando design. Yeah. Yeah. For the Imperial Mandalorians or whatever. Pathetic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only thing I don't like about the stormtroopers, um, like I do like the helmet and that sort of thing and the fit of the armor, but I don't like the, the barrels of the guns, the T-rails of it, uh, how like the end of the gun is like swollen, like for lack of a better word. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, and about? it seems a little stubbier or something. It doesn't yeah. seem quite as in scale as other stuff. How do you guys feel about Ezra just sending uh, these beasts to murder people? Pretty cool, huh? Well, I think that's just the next step in in finding, yeah. you know, finding out that forgiveness is important is the mm-hmm. next thing is, you know, using, using animals Slaughtering to, to kill people. animals. Yeah. yeah, he's not really endearing himself to me right now. Like, he should have gotten a lot more pissed off when that uh, Inquisitor <laughs> that just well. <laughs> casually tossed one off a cliff. That face yeah. he made whenever the Inquisitor whipped that saber out of his hand was great. Dude, that saber drag right there, the the uh, yeah, through the floor. Control- see, see, that's the problem. If I had sabers, that's all I would do. Wherever the, I go, just drag them to the floor. Buffy, the, what are you gonna do? <laughs> the uh, the controller card that I'm used in the last saber I built has it. It can detect. That it's being dragged, and it will do a drag effect. It's really cool. It is swallowing. That's cool. I'm glad you, you you finally figured out how to make them melt through floors. That's pretty sweet. Your friends will die, and everything. It's pretty. Advanced. I always found the Inquisitor's facial animation a little goofy, especially a, a, a the little mouth. pumpkin-y. Yeah, yeah, a little like Party City Halloween costume. <laughs> His, it's the it's how tall his teeth are. Yeah, or something. It's it's all in the mouth. That... Oh shit! He got a big one. No, dude, that is metal as can be. Look at Ezra's face. Yeah, he looks like Henry when he's pooping. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least at least Ezra has his pants on. That's nice. Yeah, for now. <laughs> for now. Wait till later when he's pooping with his whole, all his clothes off except for his socks. That that monster has instant regret. Like, ah, oh, why? Do, why am I doing this? Yeah, yeah. He just snaps out of his Jedi mind control, and he's like, "Shit, I guess I'm fighting Jason <laughs> Isaac." All right. What but, but that thing just cuts right through my fingers. Should I just? Go back to my cave? Yeah, is it cool if I just go ahead and say my bad and slink off <laughs> yeah. back into this hole? Oh, that really hurts. Can you not do that? I'm under a brain spell. Dude, th- the one thing that always gets me with the uh, Grand Inquisitor's face and those lines is, like, the, I always imagine if it's another one of his species, whatever species he is, like, if it, they're making out, does it make that corduroy pants sound? More like Velcro <laughs> sticking together? Yeah. It's like, because it's the same race as, uh, or species as the guy from um, 
episode three, right? Where Obi-Wan's like, if you have warriors, now's oh, yeah. the time. Oh, yeah. And then he walks away and his buddies are like, did he say they're sending, re- <laughs> are they sending reinforcements? And he, he goes, he didn't say. He didn't say. There's a, if in the Lego Star Wars stuff, there's a great play on that scene. It's like, no big scary robot monsters here. <laughs> Trying to give Obi-Wan the hint that he's right upstairs. Nope. You did. But something doesn't feel right. If your will isn't strong enough when you Yeah, you murdered people, Ezra. That's what doesn't feel right. The dark side. You're a killer. Yep, you did it. But your anger and fear caused that giant creature to attack. I don't remember. What What about the little ones before that, Kanan? Oh, don't worry about it. He was just made out of cake. How dare you? I didn't teach you what you need to know. monster. What the hell is that from? This you stupid seen Twitter this thing, thing going around. Everybody's like, this is cake. This is cake oh, now. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I, I literally blocked the word cake. <laughs> See, nope, I would nope. be too worried to do that in case I missed out on some actual cake. That's true. I'll, I'll, un- I'll unmute it in, in a week or two when the joke's over. Is there any doubt? Never. Ezra, I have something to Some doubt, probably. Ezra, I have something to tell you important about your parents. We need to talk. Shut up, Kane. I got a masturbate. I'm 15. That's <laughs> all we do at this age. God, in zero gravity, that'd be a mess. Oh, dude. Rough couple of days. We, you have to develop some kind of cone system, I would think. I'm sure they've asked that that guy. That's uh, I can't remember his name. The astronaut that answered all the questions while he was on the ISS. Like yeah. somebody had to answer that. I'm not saying they made the answer public or like decided to answer it, but definitely a jerk off question had to been. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're in space, but can you jerk off in it? That's my main thing. How's the flow? How do you catch it? I need to know. Uh, NASA issued flashlight. Oh, that's it. You know, that's honestly probably the best way to go about it. You know how they talk about all the trash that's floating around in space, space trash? Uh-huh. Like 50% of that is just Fleshlight. flashlights. Yeah. <laughs> that that really checks out. Well, there we go. I bet you guys are really glad you watched Rebels with us, huh? <laughs> hey, man. Jerking off in space. Yep. Well, those are the What's important like? questions, man. Um, we figured out that. Hezra is definitely a murderer for sure. And uh, there's Velcro faces. That is one thing that we've, like, when you really start thinking about it, just the amount of lives being taken on this show is pretty astounding. Mostly by Sabine. She's a murderer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she is. That Mando killing spirit. She 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 blows up hundreds of people at a time. Doesn't even think about. It. She's like, ha that was a good explosion, right? You're like, yes, being sure. <laughs> yeah, that was great. I really like the way all those people aren't alive anymore. That was awesome. <laughs> but uh, well, guys, you know we're moving, cooking right along through Rebels. I'm, I I I know that we do carry on, but I really am enjoying this show uh, yeah. in this format. It's really it's good when there's when it doesn't have the weight of the world resting on it. It's good, good stuff. But uh. Well, Hawes, I, dude, thank you again for coming on, man. We've had a lot of fun with you. You are a spant- spectacular guest. Well, thanks for having me. 
But uh, I tell you what, man, can you tell our listeners where they can track you down? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Blue Harvest Pod. And every late Friday, early Saturday on Blue Harvest Podcast with my buddy Will. Like like I said, man, great show. It's my on my way to church listen on Sundays right now. It's so good. Oh, well, <laughs> I uh, awesome because <laughs> I guess you need it after that, buddy. I don't know. <laughs> But uh, yeah, man, thanks again. Thanks again. We really appreciate it. So to uh, the listeners here, man, guys, thanks for even putting up with what we do. I know I say it a lot, but you guys listening to us at all, I, it, to me, it, what Will Wonders never cease. It's one of those things. But uh, check out our merch. The links to such are in the show description. If you want to hear more of this sort of thing, you want to hear Hawes and me talk about metal a couple different times and here are all kinds of other cool bonus shows go to patreon.com forward slash the bad motivators uh so yeah in the meantime man you can follow the show on twitter at bad underscore motivators you can follow me on twitter at eric strothers and luke at luke cruiser and you can follow dallas on twitter at tarkin tangents and uh sweet man well hey I think Taylor Swift is awesome. And until next week, we are out of here. Goodbye. Oh, so, see, see you later. The bad motivators. <laughs>